Well, today is the last day of the month. I'm Marco Timpano. I can't believe we made it through November 30th is here. That's right. I'm Amanda Barker, by the way. And you're listening to Born on This Day podcast. That's what I started to say, and I'll say it again. You are listening to Born on This Day podcast. All right, Amanda, today I want to wish you a happy National Mason Jar Day. My favorite vessel of choice for many cocktails and for tomato sauce that I make at home. That's right. Mason jars have been popular for decades, Amanda, not just in your cupboard at home. They were originally invented with a patent, pent, patent, uh, patent, sorry, um, you know, pen, uh, pantene that you put in your hair? Not that. A patented screw top that, <laughs> that allowed people to safely pickle various things from fruits and vegetables, anything in their garden. Today, we also use them for as you suggested, drinking glasses, vases or vases, depending on what side of the fence you are there, and as candle holders, Amanda. Grab some friends, light up some uh, mason jars, drink out of them, pickle some stuff. and They're have like a great... the favorite accoutrement for a down-home country-themed wedding. Um, I remember the first time I ever bought mason jars. It's when I made choked cherry jelly. Well, there you go. I needed them. I didn't grow up with mason jars like some people in this room. Well, there you go. You had mason jars. Of course we had mason jars. <laughs> okay, For well. sauce only. <laughs> if you were born on November 30th, you are enthusiastic and outgoing at times, but you keep yourself calm and composed when you are around other people. You love to travel and you love to be outdoors, so you have a way with people and you can communicate very well. Happy birthday, November 30th, babies. Well, let's take a look at our list. Kaylee Cuoco is best known for playing Penny on 279 episodes of The Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. the, su- the success of which has led her to become one of the highest paid actresses on television. She was nationally ranked amateur tennis player, like a nationally ranked amateur tennis player, until she switched her focus to acting, appearing on Ellen, Ladies Man, and the first Virtuosity and Can't Be Heaven before leading to the Big Bang. I guess those films, Virtuosity and Can't Be Heaven. Big Bang Theory. Sorry? What's written is before landing the Big Bang gig, and you said before leading to the Big Bang, which is not the name of the show she's in. It's called The Big Bang Theory. That's right, it is. Yes. I'm just going to jump in and have uh, my favorite uh, Kaylee Cuoco story, which is that I starred with her in a Priceline commercial, but we were never in the same room. Wow. Mm-hmm. On her behest or on yours? <laughs> on hers. <laughs> she was... Uh, not in Canada at that point. She I just see. shoots it all in L.A., and then they sub in a bunch of Canadian actors around her. Most recently, she was the voice on Harley Quinn, though, um, so maybe she was recording that and starring in the comedy The Wedding Ringer. She was born on this day in Camarillo, California in 1985. Amazing. Well, he's no Kelly Cuomo, and I don't know who that is, but Samuel Langhorn Clemens was born in Florida, Missouri in 1835. You might not know who that is, but he's best known by his pen name, Mark Twain. Were you trying to write Kelly Cuoco at the beginning? Perhaps. Who's Kelly Cuomo? Who knows? Is she the, the lost member of the Cuomo family? 
<laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Okay, anyway. Um, Mark Twain, of course, was an American writer, humorous, entrepreneur, publisher, and lecturer. He was lauded as the greatest humorist in the United States, and William Faulkner has called him the father of American literature. His novels include The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and its sequel, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, the latter often called The Great American Novel. He died of a heart attack on April 21st in 1910. For someone who doesn't write the write these scripts, you certainly are quick to criticize. Well, them. I left it out, and I didn't want to. Usually, if I leave something out, I feel badly for the person who wrote it. But I'm not sure who Kelly Cuomo is when it says he's no Kelly Cuomo. So I'm like, maybe he was trying to say Kaylee Cuoco. But since both names were changed, I'm not really sure what that was about, or if it was an inside joke that I'm not privy to. Can you look up Kelly Cuomo as I do the next one to see who she is? In the meantime, I'll tell you that Alicia Cuthbert also became famous at a young age playing Kim Bauer on the series 24. From 2001, um, and going on, uh, she was in the film The Girl Next Door, Love Actually, Old School, and The Quiet. Currently, she's been on Happy Endings since 2011 and The Ranch since 2016. She was born on this day in Calgary, Alberta in 1982. Uh, I can't find any Kelly Cuomo's. It just keeps bringing up Kaylee Cuoco, but I'm sure there's some on like Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Ridley Scott is one of the most beloved Hollywood filmmakers along uh, critics and audiences. Among critics and audiences, I should say. Noted for his science fiction classics, which include Alien and Blade Runner, as well as the Best Picture winner Gladiator, for which he received one of three Best Picture Oscar nominations. The other two were for Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, because there's also a show, uh, a movie called Thelma. I got really old there when I said a show for a movie. <laughs> One of my shows. What's Thelma about? The the Thelma. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Selma. <laughs> Selma. Bill's gonna kill you. Selma, Alabama. <laughs> yes, it's a very dramatic film. Thelma. Yes. It's just the way I said it. the other two for Thelma. And Louise. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Black, Hawk, Black Hawk Down. My favorite of all of these is Black Hawk Down, in case anyone cares. Okay. His latest was All the Money in the World in 2017, but he has plenty of projects in the pipeline, as well as all the films and shows he produces through his Scott Free Productions. He was born on this day in South Shields, England in 1937. Ben Stiller, or as J- Joan Rivers refers to him, Lucky, is the son <laughs> of actors... Jerry Stiller and Anne Mara, and played bit parts in Empire of the Sun and Stella before his own sketch show, The Ben Stiller Show, was followed by his directorial debut, Reality Bites. I didn't realize he directed uh, Reality and Bites. And he was in it, too. Yeah. He played the that the dorky uh, boyfriend. Oh, there's, there's one scene with him and Winona Ryder when they're sort of breaking up outside of the club, having mm-hmm. an argument. I don't remember. It's the first time I had ever seen him on screen, one of his first roles. And uh, I, it's just a very funny scene, from if memory serves. Well, from there, he started in Flirting with Disaster, There's Something About Mary and Meet the Parents, and directed Zoolander, Tropic Thunder, and the miniseries Escape at Denmore. Denmora. Denmora. It's in Ireland. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. He was born on this day in New York City in 1965. 
Mandy Patinkin is a Broadway luminary who grew up singing in synagogue choirs before attending Juilliard and beginning on his immensely successful stage career, including a Tony Award for Evita and starring in Sondheim's Sunday in the Park with George. He starred in the films Yentl and Maxi and is still often quoted for his dialogue as Inigo Montoya in The Princess Bride. You remember this. Of course. You yeah. killed my father. Yep. Prepared to die. Yep. Um, he sang a duet with Madonna and Dick Tracy, a little less notable, I think. Success on television included Chicago Hope, for which he won an Emmy Award, Criminal Minds and Homeland, for which he received four Emmy nominations, and he was born on this day in Chicago in 1952. Allison Williams is one of the stars of the hit HBO show Girls, who has gone on to appear in the films Get Out and The Perfection, mm. plus played the lead role on NBC's live performance of Peter Pan. She was on a series of in unfortunate events. She was the daughter, or she is the daughter, of NBC News anchor Brian Williams and was born on this day in New York, in New Canaan, Connecticut, in 1988. I forgot that she, that was her, that was Brian Williams' daughter in Get right, Out. That's right. right. She's great in Get Out. Um, well, this is just becoming all about me today, and I apologize. It's uh, six degrees of Amanda Barker, but here's another actor that I've actually performed in a movie with, but not in the same scene, so I never got to meet him. Mexican actor Gail Garcia Bernal has become an international sensation after his performance in Inaritu Amores Peros made him a star, following it with Bad Education, the one that I think kind of was his breakthrough for a lot of us, E tu Mama Tambien, and The Motorcycle Diaries, which, by the way, is one of my all-time favorite films. Uh, he branched out into English language films with The Science of Sleep and Rosewater, and uh, he was in a movie with me. Oh, my goodness, I'm forgetting the name of the movie. What was it? Zoom. It was called Zoom, which right. is funny because it's something that we use a lot both as a noun and a verb today. He won a Golden Globe Award for his role on Mozart in the Jungle, and he was born on this day in Guadalajara in 1978. Bernal worked with E. Tumama Tambien uh, cinematographer Emmanuel Zulubezki, uh, known as Chibo to his co-workers, who was first celebrated for his collaborations with Alfonso Cuaron and the hit film Like Water for Chocolate. Do you remember that one, Amanda? Mm -hmm. uh, before coming to Hollywood and shooting Reality Bites, we just mentioned, uh, Walk in the Clouds, earning an Oscar nomination for A Little Princess, Sleepy Hollow, The New World, Children of Men, The Tree of Life, and winning three Oscars for Best Cinematography in a Row for Gravity, Birdman, and The Revenant. He was born on this day in Mexico City in 1964. Harry, I'm sorry, Henry... Selnick was an animator on Pete's Dragon and The Fox and the Hound, who later moved into directing and collaborated with Tim Burton on The Nightmare Before Christmas. Since then, he has made James and the Giant Peach, Coraline, and the live-action film Monkey Bone, and he was born on this day in Glen Ridge, New Jersey in 1952. Terrence Malick is a famously reclusive director, Amanda, who mm -hmm. made only two films in the 70s that are still admired and respected today. Badlands and Days of Heaven, for which he won the Best Director Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. He didn't make another film for 20 years, but when The Thin Red Line came out in 1998, it was nominated for seven Oscars, including Best Picture, followed by The New World, The Tree of Life, uh, for which he won the Palme d'Or at Cannes once again, To the Wonder, Knight of Cups, and last year's A Hidden Life. He was born on this day in Ottawa, Illinois, 
1943. Well, Dick Clark was born on this day in Mount Vernon, New York in 1929. He was an American radio and television personality, television producer and film actor, as well as a cultural icon who remains best known for hosting American Bandstand from 1956 to 1989. That is quite a career. That Indeed, is a lot of yeah. years. He also hosted the game show Pyramid, one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we remember him for many years for Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. I always thought it was Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. So there you go. New Year's Rockin' Eve, which transmitted the Times Squares of, of New, New Year's Eve celebrations uh, to something that was broadcast around the world. How many times did his balls drop for that? Uh, it's just one ball. Oh, okay. How many times did his ball drop for that? Uh, how many? How many years? So did he many, do it? so many times. Yeah, so many times. Wow. I'm not picking up that ball, right. babe. Anyway, he died on April 18th, 2012, of a heart attack at the age of 82, following prostate surgery at the age of 18. He had prostate surgery at the age of 18. Mm, the think, world's oldest teenager. That's hmm. what he's known as. Yeah, that's interesting that he had prostate surgery at the age of 18. I don't think he so did. he he only had one ball, indeed. <laughs> According to what's written here. Well, okay. Um, we're not only are we celebrating those who were born on this day in history, we're rewriting it too okay. a little bit. Well, Virginia Mayo was the gorgeous blonde who often played fantasy women and femme fatales in films like White Heat and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Such a great film. Mm. But it had a rare chance to show more complexity in the Oscar-winning The Best Years of Our Lives as the woman who didn't wait for her husband, Dana Andrews, to come home from the war. She worked until The Man Next Door in 1997, then retired before her death in 2005 at the age of 84. She was born on this day in St. Louis, Missouri in 1920. Lucy Maud Montgomery was born on this day in Clifton, Prince Edward Island in 1874. You know her as L.M. Montgomery, and she was a Canadian author best known for a series of novels beginning in 1908 with Anne of Green Gables. The book was an immediate success, and Anne Shirley, an orphan girl, is who made Montgomery famous in her lifetime, gave her an international following. The first novel was followed by a series of sequels with Anne as the central character. Montgomery went on to publish 20 novels as well as 530 short stories, 500 poems, and 30 essays. Most of the novels were set in Prince Edward Island and locations within Canada's smallest province, which became a literary landmark and popular tourist site, namely Green Gables Farm, the genesis of Prince Edward Island National Park. She was made an officer of the Order of the British Empire in 1935. On April 24, 1942, Montgomery was found dead in her bed in her Toronto home. The primary cause of death recorded on her death certificate was coronary thrombosis. However, in 2008 of September, her granddaughter, Kate McDonald Butler, revealed that Montgomery suffered from depression, possibly as a result of caring for her mentally ill husband for decades. And it is possible that she might have taken her own life through a drug overdose. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's certainly been rumored for a long time. Um, We'll never fully know. Sure. But uh, her story is amazing. And not only did she write the the Anne Shirley novels, Anne Green Gables and, and so on, um, but she also wrote the Emily novels, Emily of New Moon. There's right. three of those. And uh, those are also really excellent for anybody who's mm-hmm. a fan. I'm a big fan of both Anne and of Emily and of Lucy Ma Montgomery and, um, and her and body people work. who played Anne as well. 
Yes, I am a big fan of the people who played, and primarily uh, Megan Follows, who, because it's all about me today, I worked with her this summer. And uh, she's just an amazing human and an amazing actor and an amazing director. So there, there you go. go. Well, Bo Welch is a production designer best known for his collaborations with Tim Burton, including Edward Scissorhands, earning Oscar nominations for The Color Purple, A Little Princess, The Birdcage, and Men in Black. He made his directorial debut with a disastrous bomb, The Cat in the Hat, and hasn't directed a film since, but he has helmed episodes of A Series of Unfortunate Events. He was born on this day in Yardley, Pennsylvania, 1951. Stephen Campbell Moore made his film debut in Stephen Fry's directorial debut, debut, Bright Young Things, so it was a first for many people, then starred in A Good Woman based on the play Lady Windermere's Fan by Oscar Wilde and the biopic Amazing Grace by Michael Apted. He repeated his stage role in the Tony Award winning The History Boys in the film version in 2006 and appeared in the Nicolas Cage film Season of the Witch. Most recently, he was in the Downton Abbey film and he's married to Crown actress Claire Foy. He was born on this day in London in 1979. Richard Crenna began working on radio at the age of 11. Later, after graduating theater arts at USC, starred on Our Miss Brooks on radio and television. Uh, the Real McCoys and Slatter Slatterly's People then entered film with The Sand Pebbles, such a great film, Amanda, mm. Wait Until Dark, also great film, and Marooned. In the 80s, he appeared quite famously in First Blood, the Rambo sequels, and The Flamingo Kid, one of Bill's favorite films, winning an Emmy Award for The Rape of Richard Beck in 1985. He appeared as a recurring guest on Judging Amy and made his, his last appearance in a TV movie, Out of the Ashes, in 2003. Released the same year of his death at the age of 76, he was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1926. Well, Marco, you and I were in Israel this time last year, and uh, because of that, we're going to celebrate Israel-Arab actress Chaim Abbas, who's worked all over the world in France in A Loving Father with Gerard Depardieu, in Israel in Paradise Now, Free Zone and Lemon Tree, in the Moroccan film Rock the Casbah, and the American show Succession and Raimi. Also appearing in Munich, The Visitor, and Blade Runner 2049, she was born on this day in Nazareth, Israel, in 1960. Mark Forrester had his first big success as a filmmaker when Monsters Ball earned his leading actress, Halle Berry, an Oscar for Best Actress in 2001. His next film, Finding Neverland, was nominated for Best Picture, and he followed it with Stranger Than Fiction, the adaptation of the bestseller The Kite Runner, and the Bond film Quantum of Solace, also World War Z. Most recently, he made the Disney film Christopher Robin, and he was born on this day in Germany in 1969. And because it's an American film, I do think it's mostly commonly referred to as World War Z. That's just, true, it is, yes. Just, just in case people thought that was a different mm. film. Well, you're not cool if you don't love David Mamet. He has been thrilling aspiring male actors with his plays in which he his characters swear a lot and blame everything on the women in their lives. It is very true. If you dated a guy in the 90s, he was a big David Mamet fan, probably. That might be a bit of a broad stroke generalization, but I'm going to roll with it. His first internationally successful play, Sexual Perversity in Chicago, was turned into the film About Last Night, 
And other plays include American Buffalo, Edmund, Speed the Plow, The Shawl, and Glengarry Glen Ross, which won the Pulitzer. He has also written screenplays for The Untouchables and Hoffa, and directed the films Spartan, House of Games, and Homicide. He was nominated for Oscars for screenplays for The Verdict and Wag the Dog. See, he's done a lot of cool cool stuff. He was born on this day in Chicago in 1947. I know I'm going to say this name wrong. Robert Guillaume. I uh, think that's right. Okay. Was a successful Broadway actor who was nominated for a Tony Award for Guys and Dolls in 1977 and appeared in the television in plays Benito Serrano and Don Juan, but is best known for his work on television. That's how I know him, Amanda. He was on Soap and he won an Emmy for Best Supporting Actor. And then later, of course, Amanda, he was on Benson playing Benson, which mm. lasted seven seasons. He won an Emmy Award for Best Actor and to date is the only African-American actor to win both prizes in a comedy series. Wow. He also appeared in the films Lean on Me, Wanted, Dead or Alive, and First Kid. In 1990, he became the first black actor to take on the role of the Phantom of the Opera in in the Los Angeles production um, of Phantom, and uh, it angered some ticket buyers who demanded refunds because, as we all know, 19th century madmen living in Paris sewers can only be white. That's insane. Yeah, that's that it, in Los Angeles in 1990. That people that would it have angered yeah. ticket buyers who demanded refunds. That is next level. level. Yeah. And if you don't think that there's systematic racism, listen to that again. That's Los Angeles, a very yeah. liberal sort of left-leaning city, or yeah. or so its reputation would suggest. That people had a problem with a fictional, um, mysterious character. Uh, who has no racial um, designation in the play itself in right. any way that that a black person can play that role. It's That's insane. amazing. Yep. Well, um, in the late 90s, he suffered a stroke. It was written into the role on the show Sports Night. He was the voice of Rafiki in The Lion King and continued to play him in numerous animated shows and specials. His last release show was an episode of Timon and Pumbaa at the movies in 2017, the same year he died uh, at the age of 89. He was born on this day in St. Louis, Missouri in 1927. What a career. Yeah, that he was, he was so career. great in Benson. Like, really, he was awesome. You know, and also, you know, to be doing Broadway in 1977 as a black actor, yeah. you know, you would have been limited with the roles that you were given. Sure. And uh, wow, just that's an amazing life. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's all about me today. And uh, I've done improv with this person, and so have you. Colin Mockery worked at the Second City in Toronto before joining the British comedy improv show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Later appearing on the American version. He had a recurring role on the Drew Carey show and appeared in the films Love and Other Disasters, The Real Blonde, and The January Man. He won the Canadian Comedy Award for Best Male improvisational comic um, I think a few times anyway and was born on this day in Kilmarnock, Scotland Yes. Uh, in 1957 so he's uh, Scottish by birth but certainly Canadian uh, by rearing and um, yeah my favorite story about him was the first time he auditioned for Whose Line he was being a good improviser so he's very generous in his scenes he just did a lot not just but he did a lot of supportive work and because of that he didn't get hired um, people um, 
uh, they didn't he didn't stand out because he was being such a supportive team player right. and he needed a job. So the next time they came around, he went screw it and um, you know he's went so he's brilliant. So he uh-huh. knows exactly how to do that. And he didn't just support everybody else. He he made sure he made himself look good too, and he got hired. He's a very likable person. He's as, you know how he's likable on television. Like people find him very likable mm. and relatable. He's like that in real life too. And he's generous. Yep. Um, you know, we are part of this improv community in Toronto. So many of us are part of this big, big, crazy family. And he has always been known to donate his time and his talent to pretty much anything. If it's a fundraiser. Or, you know, helping a friend out, he will jump on stage and, and let his name and talent be part of the bill, which is pretty incredible because he's, you know, he he does not have to do that. That's right. But he keeps his skills up and he keeps himself part of the community. And that's uh, something to really be uh, really to, to be esteemed and to look up to. And For sure. We, should we all be that generous? Andrew Tiernan first got noticed as Pierre Gaveston in Edward II. Roles in the movie Interview with the Vampire, uh, with the Vampire, The Pianist, and 300 followed. Most recently, he was on the popular British series Marcella, which we never got through. Well, we got through a few episodes. Yeah, he was born on this day in Birmingham, England in 1965. Well, we celebrated Paul White's not too long ago, and today is the birthday of his brother, Chris White's. Together, they made the movie one of Bill's fav- favorite epic movies, American Pie. Uh, they also made Down to Earth and About a Boy before Chris went off to direct The Golden Compass, Twilight New Moon, and A Better Life. He was born on this day in New York City in 1969. Today's birthday Bond girl is Tsai Chin, who played Ling in You Only Live Twice, and later rejoined the series as Madame Wu in Casino Royale. She co starred with Ingrid Bergman in The Inn of the Sixth Happiness, was in Blow Up by Antonioni, and later starred in The Joy Luck Club. I love that film, by the way. Memories of a Geisha as well. And last Memoirs, year... I have to correct you, just because it's a famous book and thing. Yeah. Mem- Memoirs of Memoirs a Geisha. Memoirs of a Geisha. Not, mem- not Memories of. That is the sauce that... <laughs> from Prison's Choice. Okay. Memories of a Geisha and Memoirs last... of a Geisha, not Memories of a Memories of a Geisha was the film... <laughs> And a book. I read the book and I didn't like it. So I know. I that's why okay. I know you know that that's the name of it. But you can't. We can't just decide to change famous titles. The sauce is I didn't good too. Say, I didn't s- say. Memories of a Geisha is a great President's <laughs> Choice sauce as well. Um, well, listen. Later uh, last year, she was in Lucky Grandma. She was born on this day in Shanghai, China, in 1933. <laughs> I didn't realize she was uh, Chinese and in Memoirs of a Geisha, though. That's that's kind of controversial. Oh well. What are you going to do? Okay, Sir Winston Leonard Spencer Churchill was not in Memoirs of a Geisha, to the best of my knowledge. Um, But he was uh, busy doing a few other things prior to it. He was born in Oxfordshire, England in 1874. He was a British statesman, an army officer, a writer. Um, We'll play who's your favorite version of him in the movies after. He was the prime minister, of course, of the United Kingdom from 1940 to 1945. Hard time to lead a country. Yes, it was. uh, When they're they're in war. But um, he led the country to victory in the Second World War. And again, from 1951 to 1955, he just couldn't let go. Apart from two years between 1922 and 1924, Churchill was a member of parliament from 1900 to 19. 
1964, 64 years wow. in Parliament. I mean, come on, that's a lot. And represented a total of five um, constituencies. Churchill suffered his final stroke on January 12th in 1965. I mean, right after he retired. He died nearly two weeks later on the 24th, which was the 70th birthday of his and the anniversary of 70th anniversary. Sorry, it was nobody's birthday. It was the 70th anniversary of his father's death. So he died on the same day as his father. He was given a state funeral six days later on January 30th, the first for a non-royal since W.E. Gladstone in 1898. Wow. Yeah, so... Okay, so my favorite version. Don't pick John Lithgow because no, that's mine. No, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think, um, who's the actor who I can never remember, who got nominated for an Oscar for There's it? I think a lot of people. Last year. Oh, I can never. Yeah, he, that guy. I didn't like played, him. Um, I didn't like him in it. He played um, Amadeus, didn't he? This uh, guy. No, he didn't play Amadeus. Who played Amadeus? Oh my God, you're asking me. Okay. Okay. The boring guy that disappears into his character so much that I never know who he is. Um, and he's British. Okay, so Amadeus, um, do you want to know who played Amadeus <laughs> or do you want to know? Because yes. now you're all over the place. Okay, who played so Amadeus? Amadeus was played by uh, Tom Hulse. Okay. Uh, and this is... And then what was the name of the film that you're talking about? I don't remember. Uh, I think it was called Churchill, right? Well, you know what? I can look it up while you talk about how great John Lithgow is. Um John Lithgow was fantastic in The Crown and um, far better than... Wait, are you talking about the guy who was in Gladiator? Didn't he play Churchill? I don't know. No, no, he's playing Robert Ailes, right? Uh, oh. Oh, now I'm all over the map. Wait, who was Robert Ailes? John Lithgow was Robert Ailes in Bombshell. Well, he was great in Bombshell, too. <laughs> Basically, uh, John Lithgow can do no wrong. And this other person who was nominated for an Oscar... Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah. Didn't well, he play Amadeus? No, no. What he did didn't. he play? He played something on Medeus E. I don't know what he played. Um, All right, I gotta look that up. I don't know up. what you're talking about there, but uh, I'll go on his IMDb. Okay, so he did not play Amadeus because <laughs> Tom Hulse or Hulk, uh, however you pronounce his name, played Amadeus and okay. was brilliant at it. Well, he played. He played a lot of things. He was in The Dark Knight Rises. Gosh, he's been in a lot. He's of things. been in a lot of things, Amanda. Yeah. But he's no John Lithgow. Basquiat. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Was that Amadeus? He did not play. He did not play Basquiat. <laughs> did not. He was in it. Though. He was in it. Sure. Okay. Well, anyways, well, he played Sid and Sid and Nancy. Right. Gosh, he is talented, and yet so talented that I never know who he is. He's just not memorable to me. Okay. Oh, okay. Hang on. He played Beethoven. Okay. In Immortal Beloved. Okay. So I do remember. Okay. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, he was not my favorite Churchill. Lithgow was. Okay. <laughs> There so we're agreed on that. Thank you for listening to <laughs> Who's Your Favorite Churchill on Born on This Day podcast. Listen, tune in tomorrow. It's going to be me and Bill. I know that for a fact. Okay. And we'll, we'll see you on the second, Amanda. All right. Well, um, Bill, if you're listening, I'm sorry that we butchered all of this. And everyone else, I'm not sorry. This was Amanda Barker and Marco Timpano. And do follow us on Born on This Day. I might actually get back on Twitter if you do.